What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about some ancient civilization news that, uh, I don't know, I found an interesting post on social media. I don't know if this shit is true or what, but the social media page is now deleted. We also have some encouraging and good Kabobo news. And, you know, if we get to it a bit later, we're going to talk about how Justin Trudeau was a tool. I know, shocking, right? (laughs) So, sit back, get ready for this. Let's start with a mysterious German hacker named Ralph Bastet. According to his now-deleted social media page, he is basically claiming that somehow he was able to hack into the Vatican's secret servers and gain access to the secrets of human history. So I was reading through this a bit, and I don't know if you guys heard, but hella days ago, I did an episode about the German think tank called the Ananerbi. And the information I'm about to tell you guys is very similar to the information that was in that old Soviet classified document. So according to Bestad, he's claiming that there was a powerful and highly developed civilization on Earth and in the solar system about 25,000 to 30,000 years ago. And this civilization was way ahead of our current civilization. They had better technology, space travel, all that fun shit. The Vatican archives are kind of claiming that this is a highly advanced civilization and it arrived in the solar system about 100,000 years ago and they inhabited four planets, Mars, Venus, Earth, and Phaethon. Geneticists of this mysterious civilization created humans to perform hard physical labor and extract resources on Mars, Earth, and Venus, while the creators themselves lived on Phaethon, which is currently in an asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. However, thanks to the evolution of genetic material, slaves developed their own intelligence and began to solve complex problems. Like any other civilization, the alien engineers had their weaknesses. Greed, pride, lust, and cruelty. Sounds a bit like humans. (laughs) People took advantage of these weaknesses, you know, the slaves or whatever, took advantage of their creator's weakness and began to prepare a rebellion against their creators. So this guy, this German, the fucking hacker, posted a bunch of pictures on his social media page. Uh, Some of them look fake as fuck. Some of them, I don't know, could possibly be real. I have no fucking clue. But like I was saying earlier, that page is now deleted. Whether because he's like, fuck, I just pulled a hoax or fuck, now I'm going to get arrested for hacking the Vatican. Who fucking knows? But on his page, he wrote, quote, One of the hacked sections of the Vatican's secret archives describes an incredible event. A group of high-ranking Nazis unearthed ancient alien artifacts in Egypt and Antarctica during a secret expeditions to North Africa and the South Pole. These artifacts contain mysterious ancient writings and are believed to predate human civilization. They possessed paranormal properties as the Axis power sought to harness the full potential of extraterrestrial artifacts, these discoveries stimulated further covert operations abroad to search for and accumulate similar relics and artifacts. The secret chapter of World War II remains closed to the general public, 
because, quote, the purpose, true power, and origin of these alien artifacts remain unknown to historians. It will be interesting to know how officials, whoever they are, can explain these archaeological finds today. Well, I don't think any archaeologist is going to try to explain these finds. I've kind of found that archaeology is very academic and you fucking step out of line with them and you're going to be blacklisted. You're not going to get funding for, you know, projects, all of that kind of fun shit. So, yeah, they don't want to fucking step out of line. They got to toe that line and not bring up anything that may throw a monkey wrench in the official narrative of human development. According to Ralph, the uprising that the slave humans were about to, I guess, pull off on their creators was squashed. (laughs) They did not win. But a system of relation between the masters and the slaves operated for about six to eight thousand years, after which a large scale war began between the representatives of the mysterious civilization. Various types of weapons were used, including climactic, photon, temporal, annihilation, and others. The catastrophe covered almost the entire earth. The survivors were about 10 to 15% of the slaves and a few dozen masters. When realizing their civilization had collapsed, people were given some knowledge in the field of astronomy, astrology, mathematics, alchemy, and others. Myths about the coming of the gods and the formation of culture and civilization among people have been preserved. It happened about twelve to 15,000 years ago. A few centuries later, people realized that gods were pushing them to a new civil strife and war. As a result, the last representatives of the highly developed civilization were killed by the slaves. Ralph goes on to basically say people began to form cities and communities and finally became the rulers of Earth. The first 100 generations of people remembered the Great War and the consequences. I mean, obviously, they tried to build shit instead of destroy shit and fucking kill things. Small conflicts ended in sort of like a political agreement, not violence, basically. So human civilization began flourishing, but the old world before the war had begun to be forgotten. Once these newer generations basically forgot their past, they started fighting again. Shocking, I know. Sometimes the most absurd things became the reason for the wars. The refusal of the ruler's daughter to marry the son of another or the disease of cattle and grain were attributed to the machinations of neighbors. Humanity was again on the verge of a full-scale war, but religions and confessions appeared. This made it possible to become more humble and to abandon hostilities. But <laughs> as with most things with humans, this whole peaceful shit did not last. Now, as most people in recent history know, hell of wars have been fought, started over religion. Like I said, I don't know if this German fool actually hacked the Vatican archives But, I mean, what he's talking about does sound very similar to other information I have read. And it's basically a known fact the fucking Nazis were all about searching the earth for different archaeological finds. Heinrich Himmler is probably the biggest one. Once he consolidated all the occult interests within the SS following the Aktion Hess program, A large representation of Nazi bigwigs were previously in an occult organization called the Tool Society. 
Its membership is a real who's who of the Nazi motherfuckers. People like Hermann Göring, Rudolf Hess, Hans Frank, Karl Wolf, Alfred Rosenberg. Even Adolf Hitler himself was pretty fucking interested in the occult and I guess what we would call ancient aliens or ancient technology. So, I mean, I can see how the story could grow legs and I don't know, it very interesting, especially when compared to the Soviet document I was just talking about. A lot of it kind of overlaps. So who knows? Who fucking knows? But I would love to get my hands on some of those Vatican archive documents. There's got to be a lot of mind blowing stuff in there. And like, why the fuck is it secret? Come on, Vatican. Why do you have secret archives? What history have you stolen that you are not telling other humans? It's like, who the fuck gave you the right to fucking take this information and hide it from everyone? Not a fan. Not a fan at all of the Vatican secret archives. Fuck that. It's change of subject time. Oh, we have some good news about Kabobo. Pfizer, those stupid motherfuckers, reported a quarterly loss for the third quarter as the drug maker recorded charges largely related to struggles for its COVID antiviral treatment, Paxlovid, and the COVID vaccine. And in more good news, only 3% of Americans opted to get the latest Kabobo shot. And that number is according to the CDC. I think I've said it here a few times. I work at a large grocery chain as a bookkeeper. And in my stores, we have a pharmacy. And our pharmacies were given out the Kabobo shot along with a bunch of other shitty vaccines. Well, we got an email the other day that instructed us to collect all the Kabobo shots. And we had Pfizer as well as Moderna. Collect them and ship them back to not bother trying to pack it with cold ice. So basically that means they're going to be destroyed. So my store is literally discontinuing this shit. And they said they will not offer this vaccine to any more customers. So that's some good fucking news. Maybe uh, the NPCs of the world are fucking waking up. I mean, it would seem like it if only 3.5% of Americans actually went and got that fucking ridiculous ass booster. Hmm. And while we are on the subject of Kabobo, the fucking Biden administration is literally trying to rewrite COVID history. The fucking head of OSHA claimed, quote, we didn't demand that anyone be fired despite issuing a worker vaccine mandate for 84 million Americans that was struck down by the Supreme Court. Human Health Secretary Becerra claimed, quote, we didn't force anyone to do anything. And that's despite imposing a toddler mask mandate and Education Secretary Cardona boldly denied his past support for student vaccine mandates. It's like, motherfuckers, we remember what you guys did. You can sit here and say you didn't force everyone to get this shot. But what is the other choice to lose your job, lose your home, lose your insurance, lose everything? Those were the choices many people were faced with. And how can these motherfuckers say that isn't forcing someone to do something? It's like, sure, we're not going to fucking like kill you if you don't do it, but your life is going to be destroyed. It's 100% called coercion, and that has no place in medicine. Well, I guess it does in Rockefeller medicine, which is American medicine. But all of these doctors, all of these nurses, these fucking human health service fools, 
Fauci, all of them need to be held accountable. Do you know how many fucking people have died from that shot? How many people have been maimed from that shot? Also, Fauci and his cronies and the fucking big pharma criminals could make billions of dollars, which is insane to me because they used our taxpayer money to develop this bullshit, then charged the people money. Yeah, I I don't get how that fucking works. But this whole situation with the way our government uses our tax dollars any fucking way it sees fit, it's criminal. It is ridiculous. I mean, have you guys looked at your fucking pay stubs lately and seen how much taxes are coming out? Not to mention the ridiculous cost of food, electricity, just basic necessities of life. Straight up Americans are having such a hard time just paying their most basic bills. But these twats in our government are sending fucking billions of dollars to Zelensky, the fucking little grifter. They're sending billions of dollars to Israel now. I guarantee you it's because they want their crony ass friends in the military industrial complex to get richer because apparently they're not already rich enough. Now, these are just straight up evil people and they're going to continue to do it to us until the American people stands up and says no more. And I've said this before, our government is rotten from the core and I don't think there's anything that can fix the way our government is broken. It needs to be completely burnt down and rebuilt. I think maybe one of the first steps to taking back our government is to fight for freedom by thinking for yourself, by critically thinking about the things you see, the things you hear, not trusting anyone's word for anything. You need to do your own research, and I can't stress that enough. And once you've done the research, you need to look at different points of view and then think about it. Don't let fucking Anderson Cooper or Tucker Carlson or even fucking Joe Rogan, don't let these fools tell you what to think. You need to learn to think for yourself because that's definitely the first step in fighting for freedom. Now we need to talk about this whole Israel-Gaza bullshit going on. I've made it very clear what my opinion is on the whole situation. It's none of our fucking business. We have no business supporting one side or the other. It has nothing to do with us. So having said that, check out this shit. Four years ago, the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development published a report on the unrealized potential of Palestinian oil and gas reserves. The report estimates that these reserves could generate hundreds of billions of dollars for whoever develops them. It also criticizes Israel for preventing Palestinians from developing those resources as a way to alleviate their massive poverty. It just so happens that the U.S. is now proposing an international coalition of Western governments to preside over Gaza once Israel pushes its 2 million inhabitants out into Egypt. There are similar plans right now underway for the West Bank. Since the war started, Israel has already awarded a dozen gas exploration licenses to six different oil companies, including BP, British Petroleum. They're going to explore exactly where those Palestinian oil reserves are located off the coast. I mean, does nobody fucking on the pro-Israel side see a problem with this? Like, what the actual fuck? They won't let the Palestinians de develop this shit, but then they can have a big-ass war, kick these people out, and develop the oil reserves. 
Doesn't seem suspect at all. Totally and shit. It actually kind of goes beyond these oil reserves. There's a wide range of economic and logistical incentives for the U.S. and Israel to depopulate Gaza, including the construction of a canal alternative to the Suez, allowing them to dominate maritime trade and giving them key military advantages. The preferred canal route runs right through the middle of Gaza, and they've been planning this project for fucking decades, you guys. And now they got this great cover story of evil Hamas fucking crossing the border and fucking up some Jews, some shit like that. I'm not fucking buying it. I don't buy any of their bullshit. I don't trust Israel because these motherfuckers have been caught spying on us how many times. And beyond that, it's shady as fuck. The whole thing is shady as fuck. And I don't want my money going over to fucking Israel so they can fucking pound these Palestinians into the dirt. So it's all it's all fucked up, you guys. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't like either side. I just don't want us involved in any of this bullshit. It is not our business. The Jews' safety and security is not my business. Even this whole fucking proxy war in Ukraine is about natural gas. Ukraine sits on Europe's second largest natural gas reserve. Russia has also exported natural gas to the EU through pipelines across Ukraine. And months after Russia's invasion, a pro-Ukrainian group sabotaged the Nord Stream pipelines, aka the US. (laughs) The US sabotaged that shit. And the natural gas lines were from Russia to Germany. Germany is now signing a 20-year deal to import liquefied natural gas from the U.S. And just a little side note, liquefied natural gas is way more destructive than burning coal. And I'm sure everybody remembers that President Brandon's son, Hunter, just so happened to sit on the board at one of Ukraine's largest natural gas companies. Hmm. While we are on the subject of Israel, the fucking... Prime Minister of Israel basically used their Twitter account to brag about stifling American free speech. This was his post, quote, It was also not for nothing that the American administration has taken this step together with us. In recent years, we have promoted laws in most U.S. states which determine that strong action is to be taken against whoever tries to boycott Israel. See, so these motherfuckers 100% are basically buying favor with these shitty corrupt ass politicians in the United States. The politicians here are not out for the best interest of the American people. They are out to fucking get more money for their bank accounts. They're just so easy to be bought off. Fucking highest bidder, let's sell out America. That happens to be Israel right now. So Israel, you know, kicks down some lobbying money to whatever politician that they think is, I don't know, the most bendable, the most weak. Then that politician tries to go on a fucking crusade to get, like he said, to make sure strong action is taken against anyone who tries to boycott Israel. Like, what the fuck? How un-American is that? You boycott shit in the United States for a reason. And no outside power should be able to determine what Americans can and cannot boycott. It's absolutely fucking mind-blowing that no one sees a problem with this. Especially, I don't know, maybe the fucking FBI who should be looking into these corrupt-ass politicians. But 
the FBI is just as corrupt and rotten as the United States politicians. Shocker, right? Thinking about the amount of money we're fucking sending over to Israel right now just kind of blows my mind. Do you guys remember that, oh, I don't know, train derailment in East Palestine? Where, you know, those Americans didn't get a fucking hundred million dollars. Did the people of Maui and Hawaii get a hundred million fucking dollars? Uh, no, I think it was $700 per resident. So how is it we can't help out our own people, but we have billions of dollars to send to these other fucking countries? It's just, there is no reasonable answer. Our government has been captured, and most of the people here are fucking brainwashed. So I don't know, you guys, what, what do you do? Now it's time to talk about Justin Trudeau is a tool and Canada. It was a couple episodes ago I was talking about this ridiculous law where the Canadian government is going to regulate what Canadians can see and read on the internet. Now, even on fucking Instagram, you are blocked from seeing most news pages on Instagram and Facebook. I don't know, in like, what, a month or two is anything that goes against what the Trudeau government is saying? Are, are they going to be blocked too? This is such a dangerous step toward fucking Chinese communism. I mean, it's all bad. If they can regulate what most Canadians are seeing and, you know, if it goes against the government narrative and they ban this shit, the fucking NPCs of Canada, are, they have no chance. I mean, as it is, they have a very small chance, but yeah, they're going to have no chance to wake the fuck up if it's just state-approved media. But now on social media, they're blocking this shit? So what, can they only watch fucking CNN and Anderson fucking Cooper? Is that okay, Mr. Trudeau? Like, when the fuck is this guy's term up? Is, is it coming up soon? Because I don't know how much more of my Canadian brothers and sisters can put up with this nonsense. The Canadian government is basically trying to blame this whole thing on money, on payment. They want to get money for different news articles posted in Canada, like a Canadian Facebook page or whatever. And Canada seems to think that the social media platform should be forced to pay for the privilege of letting different news agencies post their stories. I mean, I, I don't know. That, I think, sounds like a really a good cover, I guess, for now. I mean, for people that aren't going to look into it. But as with a lot of shit, you need to look at the precedent it sets. If they are allowed to block news stories, just based upon what they're saying is they want fees for this. Think of where that can go. They're going to develop more and more technology to weed out bad opinions, wrong think, anything the state does not approve of. And I do not trust Justin Trudeau's government farther than I can throw his little Castro ass. He is a fucking black face wearing rapist. He fucked a child at a high school he was teaching at. Never was punished for it. He paid the girl off. Yet he is the one that was claiming all these truckers were misogynists and racists. I don't know, Trudeau. I think it's pretty misogynist to take advantage of a fucking underage girl that you are the teacher of. Like, get the fuck out of here, blackface McGee. And a funny little side note about Canadian public service. They literally banned their organizations and affiliates within the government from using the term, let's go, Brandon. How fucking hilarious is that? Canada, 
what is going on? Gotta get these psychopaths out of power, just like us Americans need to get rid of our fucking psychopaths. We all need to team the fuck up against these people, the few, that have been controlling the many for decades. I actually read a story recently that fucking Canadian government is going to force podcasters to register with the government. I mean, that's such a bad sign. It signals the dark age of the internet is coming. I guess, what do you, what's the next step? Fucking disclosing all of your accounts everywhere to the government cheese so they can fucking more easily monitor your shit? It's fucking crazy. So let's add in some digital ID. It's, it's fucking all bad, you guys. And it's leading us to a dystopian place that can, we can never recover from. Humanity and life on Earth as we know it is quickly coming to an end. And that's not being fucking alarmist or anything like that. You fucking just got to look at what's going on. These little laws they're passing here and there that are stripping freedoms away from us. It's like death from a thousand cuts. They're slowly taking away freedoms. Canada, they may be doing it a bit faster, but that should just make Americans pay attention even more what's going on up there. Because if it works there, I guarantee you these psychopaths here in the United States are going to try to do some of the same bullshit. But luckily, us Americans actually have weapons and could probably put up a pretty good fight against these psychopaths in our own government. And say you're an American podcaster, but you have a Canadian audience. The fucking Canadian government is going to make you register with them if you want your podcast to be broadcast two Canadians. Like what the actual fuck is happening here? It's absolutely astonishing that Western governments are getting away with Chinese fucking style censorship on the internet. And it's just going to get worse. And a little side note about this new fucking law in Canada. The decision was not debated, let alone voted on by parliament. It was a decree. Trobdu used his hand-picked appointees at the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission to announce this new decision. Where is the opposition politicians in Canada? The fucking, hopefully, ones that have a brain and can very clearly see that Justin Trudeau and his administration are completely captured by the World Economic Forum and probably getting some kickbacks from the fucking communist Chinese government. Huh, what's, go- what's going on with that, guys? I'm sure there's got to be a few, right? As it stands right now, this fucking decision supposedly is only going to affect broadcasting content live streamers that make more than $10 million a year. Well, in a few years, $10 million isn't going to be shit with the way inflation is going up and the value of our money is going down. But if they set a $10 million limit right now, they can drop that limit just like fucking President Brandon did with the $600 deposits being investigated by the IRS. That amount used to be $10,000. So yeah, it went from $10,000 down to $600. So I, I don't know, maybe the Canadians should look over here and see what President Brandon and the IRS are doing to hardworking Americans and maybe tell Trudeau and his administration to get fucked. While we're on the subject of Canada... I came across a story. There was actually a few. I found one in CBC, which is Canadian Broadcasting Company. And I also found a Substack post about 
Justin Trudeau approved a sell-off of nearly all of the Canadian gold reserves. And guess what shitty little country bought it? Yeah, that would be China. In 2019, Cultural Action Party uncovered a situation involving the sell-off of Canada's gold reserves. Unpublished information spoke of funding of a new pan-African currency launched by the government of Libya. Hmm. According to Pierre Grattan, who is the president of the Mining Association of Canada, he said the takeovers raised eyebrows because Shandong Gold Group is a Chinese state-owned enterprise, and now they own this Canadian gold mine. According to Michael Byers, who is the Canada Research Chair in Global Politics at UBC, he stated, quote, China, as a very large, powerful authoritarian state acquiring assets in Canadian Arctic, that concern is legitimate. This motherfucking Trudeau decided to dump Canada's gold holdings just after he was elected in 2015. According to the CBC News article I found, they stated, quote, The government of Canada has wound down its gold reserves to basically nothing after a multi-year strategy of selling them off in favor of hoarding other countries' currencies instead. Other countries' currencies, like fucking paper money, like that fucking fiat bullshit we have in the United States that is not backed by gold or silver. For some reason, that seems a little bit of a bad idea to sell off all the gold reserves to China. And of course, Justin Trudeau is a tool, has his dirty little fingers all up in that shit. I've heard of all kinds of crazy conspiracy theories about gold reserves. I've heard that Fort Knox no longer holds all the gold that the government says it is holding. So who knows what the real reason is why the Trudeau government got rid of all the gold reserves, but it just sounds like a terrible fucking idea. And it's just the fucking commies on top to sell that shit to China. The more you look into the different governments of the world and the more you see how they have been captured by fucking World Economic Forum fucks and people like them, it should really make you fucking open your eyes and start to come up with a fucking contingency plan when the fucking World Economic Forum and the UN troops start knocking on your door because that shit's not too far off. And all these contingency plans should start with thinking for yourself. All right, you guys, that's about it for this week. Before I get out of here, I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states. And they are Washington, New York, and Illinois. You guys fucking booted California, Texas, and Georgia, which had maintained those top three spots for quite a while. So that's what's up. It's great to see new states up in the top three, and I really appreciate you guys listening every week. As far as our international downloaders, we have Hong Kong in first, the UK, Australia, and Thailand. Whoa, what the fuck is going on with the Vanished in the Valley fucking listeners? I love it. All over the fucking world and new top placeholders. That's what's up. If you guys have a rabbit hole I should check out, you can email me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or you can go over to Reddit and check out my sub, which is r slash vanishedinthevalley. So until next week, be aware. And don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.